Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're doing well today. It is a great day to serve the Lord. It's always a great day to serve the Lord. Even when you don't think it's a great day, it's a great day to serve the Lord. Well, I want to be sharing for a little bit out of the book of John now, up until Easter and probably a little after Easter, because this is usually ahead a little bit, so um, you can bear with me, but John has some great things to share. I just love the, they're even the first five verses. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, through Him all things were made. With Him, without Him, nothing was made at all. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Our Heavenly Father, I pray the Word of God would speak to our hearts today and our minds, and God, we would listen very intently to what you have for us. You have walked with us. You have talked with us. You saw us through the good times and the bad times. And Lord, I pray you would just continue to lead your people, that we would follow you with all our heart, soul, and mind. I give you thanks for those listening today in their lives and their families. Bless them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, the book of John starts out very profound. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word was God. You know, in Him is the light that there of all mankind. He was referring to Jesus Christ. I think it's important that we investigate who Jesus really is, just like the disciples did. Verse 9 says, He was the true light that gives light to everyone who comes into the world. He gives light to everyone who comes into the world. He's the light of all mankind, and he's there for all those who believe. To those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. He's there for the unbelievers because he wants them to believe. Verse 14 tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Of course, Jesus did. Then we see the introduction of John the Baptist. And I'm going to do a little bit of an overview of some of John because I'm not going through word for word uh, the whole book of John, but I want to go through some overview about John. Well, the first part was about John the Baptist. And you might remember when Elizabeth, who was Mary's cousin, was pregnant with John the Baptist. Mary, who was pregnant with Jesus at the same time, came to visit Elizabeth. And the Bible says that the baby in Elizabeth's womb, John the Baptist, jumped inside her at the presence of Jesus and Mary. Jesus being inside Mary in the womb. Of course, skeptics would say, oh, that's just random kicked by a baby. But the Bible wouldn't have pointed it out if it wasn't for a reference that even in the presence of Jesus in the womb, it stirred something in the womb of Elizabeth. The power of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is changing lives. His power is remarkable. It's incredible. It's life-changing if we would believe upon his name. John the Baptist was not a normal type of dude, I can tell you that. He dressed in camel hair and he ate locusts and honey. Now, you, you go to Thailand, you see a whole, you see whole big vats of, uh, of locusts. You can buy locusts at the store. They, they call it a delicacy and they eat locusts. And I maybe it wouldn't be too bad if you had some honey. I don't know if I can stand that little crunchy taste. But that's what he lived on. And he wore camel hair. Kind of reminds me of thinking of the cartoon of Fred Flintstone, you know, and he's walking around in that outfit. 
And that's what I kind of think of when I think of John the Baptist, except he wasn't as corny as Fred the Flintstone because he was all about Jesus. He was trying to get people to prepare to meet Jesus. Many thought he was Jesus, but let me tell you something. He put that to rest. He said, I am not Jesus. He is the one coming. He's much greater than I. I can't even, I'm not even capable of uh, of uh, taking tying his sandals, I think it says. I don't have that scripture in front of me, but I'm not even capable, of, I'm not even deserving of that. He's so much greater. In fact, John 1, 35, 35 through 39 says this. is talking about people following Jesus. It says, the next day John was there again with two of his disciples, two of John's disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them, and he asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So then they went and they saw, and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. So they spent the day with Jesus Christ, learning about Jesus Christ and seeing what he was about. And, you know, they were a disciple of John the Baptist. But J- John told them, hey, man, you got to follow Jesus. He, that's, what it, that's where it's at. And they did. And that began the many others that they brought to follow Jesus Christ. You know, if people, if you really want to know God, you got to do what these guys did. They spent time with Jesus. If you want to get to know God, spend time with Jesus. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in calling upon him. Spend time in meditating on his word. You know, pick up your cross daily and follow him. Believing, trusting, learning, pressing on each and every day with Jesus Christ at the wheel. You know, your thoughts on Jesus will influence your decisions, the choices you make. You know, and so it's so important you understand the power of Jesus Christ, the power of your Heavenly Father, God Almighty, the power of the Holy Spirit of God. There are three words that describe the Lord God, and sometimes we don't understand the words, and, and they are this, omnipotent. Some may call it a Christianese word, you know, because they said, man, nobody knows what that means. But if you find out what it means, it means unlimited power and can do all things. You see, we serve a God that is omnipotent. He has all power. He can do anything he wants. We're the ones that put the limitations on God. We're the one that puts God in a box. And we'll only trust him with certain things instead of everything. When when one finally gives in and gives their lives to Christ completely, they experience the almighty power of the omnipotent God. The second word is similar, omnipresent. He's constantly there. He's constantly aware. And this is a tough one for us to understand. So how can he be everywhere at the same time? How can he be in Europe and be in Idaho at the same time? How can he be with one person and and another couple billion at the same time? We don't know. But we know he can do all things. He can be everywhere at the same time. That's why he's omnipresent. Omnipresent. And no mortal can do that only an omnipresent, omnipotent God. And the third word is omniscience. Omniscience, and that means he knows everything. The power of God is a source that knows everything, everything we attempt to do, everything we want to do, he knows all about it. We always try to do everything on our own. It's as if we say to God, hey, we don't believe you are capable of handling this one, so God, we're going we're gonna to take over. We're going to do this ourselves. Well, folks, our God is in control. Our God wants to reign in our lives. 
in the book of John, we see the disciples bringing other disciples to Jesus. They started uh, spreading the good news about Jesus because they knew Jesus was the Son of God. Listen to the 40th verse of chapter 1. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who had heard that John had said and had followed Jesus. So they, they obeyed John the Baptist and they followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which translated is Peter. And of course, we all know about Peter. He told Peter, Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. Upon you, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to use you, Peter. And here, Peter was a normal dude, a normal guy. You know, he wasn't as different as John the Baptist was, but he was, he was certainly normal. And you know, Peter had his struggles. As we well know, he denied Christ three times instead of being uh, murdered or whatever it might have been. But he, he turned his back on, God, on Christ and had to come back. But he did. And boy, he led a great revival in the book of Acts. Well, Jesus, Jesus really starts forming what I call it a spiritual posse that would go out and change the world for him. But it all started with them believing. And you know, it all started with one, didn't it? John the Baptist sharing the good news, the disciples following, the other disciples bringing the other disciples, and the other disciples bringing the other disciples, and Jesus inviting more, and more and more it spread. It had a multiple effect. See, our first step in following Jesus Christ is believing Jesus to be who he says he is. In life, you're giving the choice to act on something or not. Great things never get accomplished without acting upon them. You remember Amelia Earhart, the great pilot who tried to fly around the world and she got lost. And a lot of people don't th- thought she, that she uh, actually lived and that she was still living. But we don't know for sure. But we know she went down and never to be heard of again. And I hope she survived the crash and I hope that she could have a life somewhere that was productive. But she was an amazing person because she wanted to make a difference in aviation. She wanted to make a difference in life and especially being a female uh, stepping up and taking action and showing the world it doesn't matter. Anybody can do anything they put their mind to. I like the quote that she said. She said this, The most difficult thing is the decision to act. The rest is merely tenacity. The fears are paper tigers. You do anything you decide to do. You can act to change and control your life, and the proceeding process is its own reward. Well, I, I think we can tie that in a little bit to our spiritual lives. The most difficult thing is to act in a way to change your life and serve Jesus Christ with every ounce of energy you have. Amelia was inspired to fly, and that's what people think when they hear her name. Christians, we are inspired to fly outside the lines for the name of Jesus Christ. I just went last night with a friend and watched uh, The Voice of the Martyrs uh, this assault was this torture. It was a torture story. It was a, it was a tough to watch story, but it's amazing how this man stood up for Jesus Christ, how he was beaten to death over and over again, but he never died, but stood up for the name of Jesus and how so many came to Jesus Christ over in Romania. Amazing things when people stand up for the Lord. The name Christian means to be of Christ. And this, that means much is expected of us if we say we're Christians. We're to follow in the footsteps of Jesus and allow the world to see Jesus Christ by the way we live. And folks, we can do that too. Let's walk with him today. 
Let's walk with Him. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.